Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. And I got to tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive this special offer. New users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $25, get $50 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big, and win bigger. Let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. Welcome to the Greenlight Podcast. Day after the pagan holiday, everything is the same, except for some players on NFL teams. Chris and Bo dive into the Roquan Smith trade, the impact for the Ravens. We also talk about the contenders for the NFL playoffs and Monday night. Why was that game so bad? Some other bad primetime games throughout the year. And review the best fits for Halloween from some NFL and sports stars. We've got Chris and Kyle tomorrow morning. They're going to recap any other trade info that comes through and have a little fun. Y'all stay tuned for that, and we'll see you Friday. Halloween is my favorite holiday, Chris, because you can unabashedly eat handfuls and handfuls of candy and go around to strangers' houses and get free candy <laughs> and then eat it, which... You know what I love? Like, it brings out the fat kid in you, and it brings out the the uh, the socially anxious person in me, because I <laughs> love the holiday, because you can put a mask on yeah. and, like, go anywhere, you know? Uh-huh. You don't have to talk to anybody, that whole thing. Yeah. It's a great well, holiday. Bro. I like it too because not only can I eat candy, but I can just completely uh, dress up as somebody other than myself and live in a fantasy world where I'm not Bo Allen. And that is a treat. Now, and, we're, now we're getting there. And that what fantasy. Was oldest, what sorry. was the oldest y'all went trick or treating? Was the I last mean, year you go, y'all went out? I think, uh, I think like 14. Like I think 14's pushing it. If you can get a learner's permit and you can operate a motor vehicle, you shouldn't be standing at my door. You were also like 6'1 when you were 14. You would have been way too big. Right, 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 right. And people are looking at it like, who the fuck is this kid? But like at 15, what would you say? Like 15? Yeah, yeah I mean, I got to think. I if think you for can, me, it's probably like when I was If you can go as 30. Ted Lasso without a fake mustache, you're probably pushing it you know yeah if you yeah exactly exactly uh bo what was your last year uh i'd say like 2022 (laughs) that's good i went last night with my kids people drive fast man you would think everybody knows it's halloween but i stare down every fucking car that drives by you know like 30 is too fast in a residential area last night man you know get it together i don't know i don't expect people to be fucking smart about anything anymore so 
Um, There's definitely uh, a slowdown contract on Halloween. Like yeah. 10, 20% less. Yeah, you should. Yeah, you should be crawling. Well, I'm in a bad but, mood today, guys. Okay, I always am on Tuesdays. So we're, we're doing this pod early in the morning. You're going to get this this uh, midday or something. And uh, we're going to break down some, some uh, Monday night football. Me and Bo will be doing... Tuesday pods from here on out, so they're going to drop immediately so we can get to the Monday Night Football, and then Wednesday you can catch me and Kyle and possibly <clears throat> a special guest or two. We'll see, um, but this is kind of the groove. We're trying to find our groove in season. We're trying to find the best way to roll out as much content as possible to you, the listenership, so just sometimes I like to let you know what's happening, take you behind the curtain, okay? Um same thing with the mood. Just not in a great mood on Tuesdays. So if well, I, yeah. I seem like an asshole today, it's probably me. Well, Chris is like, yeah, I'm not usually in a good mood on Tuesday morning, so why don't we just roll out a podcast with Bo bright and early? <laughs> That's probably when I'm my best, when I'm miserable, you know? <laughs> That's the NFL <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But let's talk about something that's going to – let's talk about something that's going to get get me all excited. Um, candy, that's going to get you excited. Yeah, you wanted – you last guy. night – First off, a funny thing about last night when we were on the little production call at halftime, more behind the curtains for, for the people listening, like we, we pop on a Zoom call at halftime. Um, thanks for bearing with me last night, guys. I was on about 40 milligrams trying to go through the show. So we, <laughs> so uh, Bo g- gets on and Ralph, shout out to Ralph, our, our social media dude. Um, Ralph's like, uh, maybe we should tell people what's happening in in vegas on the big vegas trip coming up in november maybe we should let the people in on that and that this is like obviously a pitch for what we should talk about during the show and bo jumps up and he's like yeah yeah you know like i'm bringing a girl i don't know what's going on like when are the dinner reservations like what are we doing day to day i think that what club are we, we going to what, what are we what should we wear what's going on i'm like bo we're talking about the audience man no, man. Bo I'm, needs I'm, a whole itinerary for I'm Vegas. excited for Vegas, Chris. I haven't been in a couple of years, man. I'm I gotta get my outfits lined up. I'm yeah. gonna try to get nice and tight for the pool parties if we go to them. I don't know what's going on. I haven't gotten an itinerary yet. It's kinda you know. <laughs> gotta work on that one. Top five candy, Bo. Let's go top five candy. Listen, guys, I eat a lot of candy. There's something broken inside of me where I just am basically addicted to sugar like the rest of the country. Um, and I'm not shy about it. So, you know, Chris, you're having a bad Tuesday morning. Why don't you go dig into your kids' uh, candy bowls? I think that might cheer you up a little bit. But I'm not even going to go top five. I'm going to go top, top candy. And this is an elite candy that I don't think gets enough love. Uh, maybe not as well known. I don't know if it's been around for as long, but I've sampled thousands of candies. And my favorite candy of, you know, right now of 2022, that is a go-to. It's very eatable. It's very dense. You can get it in big packs, so you can really dig away. It's Nerds Rope. Oh, fuck. Nerds Ropes. Nerds Ropes Clusters. Oh, Nerds Ropes Clusters. If you haven't had it, look it up. So you know what a Nerds Rope is, right? Not, I mean, like... Uh, no, go ahead. I, so, I, I stopped eating candy recreationally many years ago. Diabetes and things like that. <laughs> well, that's your problem, Chris. Um, it's basically like chopped up little nerds ropes. And you can just grab them by the you know the fistful and stuff your mm. face. And it's really, really good candy. I don't know. Anybody in the, in the 
Reed, have you studio. had nerd, nerds rope clusters? Probably not since I was 10, walking around the pool, swinging the rope from my mouth. No, I'm talking about the clusters, the the, Dude, yeah, the clusters. I don't think those are yeah, out when I, I, so, I have had them, both. They're really, really good. The They're clusters don't look good. edible. They look fake. You know? Chris. Um, no, nah, but hey, listen. I'm, I'm, I'll a big, I'm bringing a big bag to Vegas. We're going to be in the okay. club eating some Nerds Ropes clusters. I'll eat Nerds Ropes in the club. In the club. Uh, okay, I got. Wait. You got a top candy. I got top five, and I got like a couple guys coming off the bench because I thought Bo was going to come. No, I mean, I, dude, I put your nuts on the table and actually make. I a don't list. even need to research, dude. You don't understand. Like, I'm deep in the candy game. Like, I, I'm oh. eating like Asian candies. High chews, elite. Okay, Asian candies. Well, dude, I order candy bulk on Amazon. It's sad. <laughs> I don't know if you understand this. No, like, I, I understand. seriously. Stop eating candy for Montana, six months. Lost 60 when you, pounds. <laughs> when you came to, no, we're relapsing now. When you came to Montana <laughs> and a bear got in and ate all the kids' snacks, I mean, I had a feeling yeah. you liked candy too. Uh, okay, so. Do you, think, do you think kids trade candy the next day at school with each other? If they're smart. That's how we should identify future, like, general managing talent. Like, Howie Roseman. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Just walks away with a Just hang out in the hallway. Yeah. We used to do that when we get back because, like, my brother has, like, fucked up weird candy tastes. Like, he likes, like, good and plenty, which is kind of like a mark of a serial killer, in my opinion. But, like, good I would trade plenty. good and plenty. Horrible candy. Horrible. Black licorice. If you like black licorice, you're a sociopath. <laughs> I there's agree no there. need for that. I agree there. Uh, but um, I'm a sour candy guy, so like, you know, Sour Patch watermelons. I'll eat the occasional, you know, chocolate-based candy, but in my mind, chocolate is not candy. Chocolate's chocolate. Mint is mint. Gum is gum. Candy is like gummy, fruity, sour candy. That's a hot take. And okay. that's what I'm about, Chris. Okay, here's my top five at 11.35 p.m. Sitting in the office last night. Okay, number one this is halloween so this is this is really this applies to almost any day but i was thinking halloween peanut butter cups number one okay chalky but it's true uh number two specifics reese's or those like justin's oh reese's Reese's. fuck the justin's i don't care if i die three years sooner i just wanted to be sure artificial stuff no, 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 no. Liquid death. No, if I'm if I'm going to eat candy, I'm going all out. But I'm just not going to do it every day. Like, so I'm not going to be fucking around with some, uh, you know, hippie yoga mom peanut good. butter cups. Good, dude. good, good. That well, I, they've got stuff. really good uh, peanut butter cups at Whole Foods. And they come in a pretty solid little container, and you throw them in the freezer, and it doesn't quite feel like candy. It feels like a little tasty morsel, like a dessert. It's almost kind of healthy. Number two, uh, pink starburst. I love pink yeah. starburst. If you can just give me some pink starburst, we, we, you know that that's good enough for me. I don't need the other colors. Number three, uh, the blue tootsie rolls. I don't know what flavor that is. The blue tootsie rolls, vanilla. Vanilla. I love the vanilla tootsie rolls. They're great, and it helps that they're blue. I like bright colors. Uh, number four, white airheads, mystery airheads. Yes, yes, Chris. Yes, Chris. I was Speaking pillaging my, my kids' buckets last night for white airheads. I don't want them to get surprised. I'll take the plunge. I'll, you know, surprise me. I know what they take. What what is the flavor? Like I know they call it mystery, but white white airheads. What what flavor is that? It's just sugar. in actuality, <laughs> sugar. sugar. Okay, number five, and this is going to surprise some people, and this could be uh, controversial, but Whoppers. I love Whoppers, dude. They got I got a nice whoppers. pop to them. 
It feels like you're eating a tasty office supply, like it, like a packing peanut covered in chocolate that melts in your mouth. You know, when you were a kid and you sampled all the inedible things and, and like, you know, like you ate some packing peanuts and shit or no. you didn't eat that. I tried a packing peanut once. The way it dissolves in your mouth. It's the same thing with Whoppers, but edible. You know, the texture is perfect. It just melts. And then off the bench, six man, and this gets a lot of flack when I when I roll this takeout, but candy corn. Candy corn is a staple. It's a staple for a reason, uh, and some people hate on it. I don't understand. Uh, Nestle Crunch, if you're going to do chocolate. And I like Butterfinger. The problem with Butterfinger is Butterfinger gets stuck in your teeth. So if you're you're trick or treating with babes as a teenager, you don't want to have a bunch of butterfinger all over your teeth. Plus, you, you know, probably got braces too. You know, exactly, exactly. Yeah, well, it's not good. Chris, for... those are some great selections, and I'm, oh, I'm proud you. of you. Thank you. Appreciate it. But I, I want to Appreciate tell you about some of these deep cuts. Okay. So, like, I don't know if you're familiar with this service called GoPuff, Chris. Are you? No, I'm not. Actually, I mean, I, I'm familiar, but I haven't used it. So I got into GoPuff in Philly, and it was like kind of a stoner thing where like. You know, but I was using it for candy, of course. Um, yeah. But uh, it started off as like a delivery service for like lighters and like rolling papers and like shit like that. But then got really big during the pandemic as like kind of a all encompassing delivery service. And it's actually really fast. Um, so like usually it's like 30 minutes. They just have a warehouse. But anyway, I will order candy on GoPuff if I'm having a down night. And they've got some deep cut candies on there that are really good. Laffy Taffy Laugh Bites Banana. Oh, yeah. Check them out. Those I like Banana Laffy Taffy. Very good. Yeah, the Laugh Bites are very good. Also, I'm a big trolley guy. Trolley eggs. We used to bike to the gas station growing up and buy trolley eggs. They're $1.19. So I'd like mow lawns. Would you live shit. in the 40s? <laughs> Dude, I just lived in an idyllic uh, Minnesota town. Minnetonka. <laughs> it was like frozen in time. <laughs> um, hey, is, has the civil rights uh, movement happened in your hometown? That's yeah, that's a funny joke, Chris. Um, anyway, what, what was that about Charlottesville with uh, tiki torches and stuff? Yeah, like I that? think they all came from Min- <laughs> uh, from Wisconsin. Anyway, it's no longer a swing state. I hear. Uh, um, <laughs> this is a candy discussion, not a politics discussion, Chris. <laughs> okay, well you. Uh, yeah. But trolley eggs are great, and trolley does some fun experimental stuff. Trolley bursting crawlers are very good. I'm sure people are familiar with trolley bright crawlers. Um, so I shouldn't that's... put candy in the open. He's going <laughs> to give a whole TED Talk This on is going to be 40 minutes. Yeah, welcome to my TED Talk. Also, Haichu, huge Haichu guy. The consistency okay. is elite. Also, Haichu sweet and sour. Check those out. <laughs> good. But we're good talking earlier about Nerds Ropes clusters. Tonight. They're actually called Nerds gummy clusters but it's basically just a chopped up nerds rope but it's great because it's got the it's like a the inside part of a nerds rope covered in a um nerds on the outside but oh, the I'm very very just thinking about it both gummy clusters are super good and then an- another one is a big haribu guy twin snakes are really good star mix he didn't have also very he good he just had one he didn't well, have dude, a list i mean He's i could go on and on CBS about this aisle. sour punch assorted bites super good also okay um, but then like, if I'm going to go chocolate, I'm probably going to go, uh, Reese's fast break. Cause it's like, it's dense. Okay. You know? Yeah. It's really good. Um, mm-hmm. but Chris, I mean, I could talk about this shit all day. Well, I'm also let, partial let's... to jelly belly, sour, um, <laughs> sour jelly beans. Make it stop. <laughs> really good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, also recently they, they released, you know, fruit stripes, zebra, bubble, zebra gum. Yeah, you know, you know that stuff back in the day. They recently released a gummy, so I kind of had to check it out. 
It's how it's the hell did you great. lose fifty five pounds? I just work out a fucking ton. It's perfect. Okay. Um, All right, that's yeah. good. That's good. That's good, Bo. And uh, as those are my candy the, deep cuts. Yeah, check them out. As guys. evidenced by this conversation, uh, you know, people spend a lot of money on candy on Halloween, and I saw a figure last night. In totality, like with all the giant skeletons and the fucking the fake tombstones, last night I was trick or treating. I saw a fake tombstone in front of a house that said, uh, "Fuck, I forget what it said," <laughs> but there were like five of them, and they all, you know, like people are really spending. People spend on Halloween. It ca- it ca- it ca- ten billion dollars a year. People are spending on Halloween. Wow. Matt, you're the fucking you're the intellectual with a shiny college degree former educator what he took that as a as an insult okay <laughs> that's over there side Fucking nerd. Like, are you saying i'm educated you got that uh, yeah boy <laughs> what what can we do with 10 billion dollars i feel like we I, could buy the dallas cowboys could we yeah if people just save their money we could pull together and buy the dallas cowboys or uh solve food insecurity almost entirely for a year i think or we um, could buy a fuck ton of bulk candy at Amazon. Good job, Mr. <laughs> Kingston. Uh, yeah, but there's a lot of shit we could do with $10 billion. If we just took one year off of Halloween, like we could put that towards a really good cause. I don't know what we could put it towards, but we could put it towards it, like maybe paying Lamar Jackson or something <laughs> like that, which we're going to talk about in a second because of Roquan Smith. Roback Activewear. Best way to describe Roback is best fit, best feel. When it comes to quality, Roback just blows it out of the park every time. First, Roback's new performance hoodies are a total game changer. Maybe the softest, stretchiest hoodies in the game. From college athletes to professionals to podcasters like me, people can't take them off. The best thing about wearing a Roback hoodie is when when you see somebody else wearing it, you give them that nod because they know and you know we get it. We're Roback guys. Second, Roback's performance polos are the only polos we wear. Even if you're not a polo guy, these polos are perfect for a night out or a day on the links with the boys. Their prints are cool too. Trust us when we say the only polos we wear are Roback polos. Third, Roback's performance Q-zips bring a new meaning to the word comfortable. Perfect for a run around the block or a day in the office. They are the definition of versatile. Best part is NFL guys are rocking them all over the league. You know, you got guys like Quentin Nelson wearing them. We got our guy, friend of the program, Sam Hubbard wearing them. It's fair to say they're taking over. Now Alabama stud Will Anderson is the newest sponsored athlete. That's big news. Brian McGee is the best player in the country. Might be the Heisman Trophy winner. Go check them out at Roback.com. I manifested a trade yesterday. Bo, did you see that? I, I should do it that. again. That was, that was really funny. Yeah, have do it been, again. Have there been more trades? Not yet. Okay, no so for trades. the people at home, I tweeted at the NFL. Uh, what time was it? It was, uh, let's see. I tweeted at the NFL at, uh, at, 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 at 2, or no, I tweeted at the NFL at 318. You know, thir- 3.32, 14 minutes later, uh, I think even sooner, Roquan Smith got traded. I tweeted at the NFL. Someone do a trade. The NFL tweeted back, okay, we did. Okay. So right now I'm going to say do it again. Do it again. We'll see what happens. But um, the Ravens gave up a two and a five 
for Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith, who wanted reportedly upwards of $20 million in the offseason, and the Bears wouldn't pay him. And I don't blame the Bears for not paying him. The Bears have decided they're a little ways off. I don't blame them. Uh, This is not a premium position. Okay, I don't blame them. But Roquan Smith really felt like he was perfect for that city. So it's kind of a shame, um, you know, that, that, you know, thinking about it this way, in another time, in another era, he would have been a perfect Bear and played there 15 years. I mean, like, he would have been a perfect Chicago Bear. But they got to part ways with um, some of their best players, and, and they do that, and they get a two and a five. Uh, for Roquan Smith. Um, now, the only thing is if he walks because he's up this year, um, you know, you get a conditional third if you're the Ravens. So the Ravens trying to make a, you know, a mini Von Miller move on the second level. They think they're contenders. They're five and three, I think it is. They now um, lead the AFC North after uh, the Monday night Bengals loss, and they do not play a team with a winning record the rest of the way. Yeah, and and they were my pick to win the North, and I think they I I think they do win the North. I mean, when Deshaun Watson comes back, and we'll talk about the Browns more in a second. I think um, I think they're going to be scary. I think they're going to be among the best teams in the league, but they're going to be among the teams that I'd least want to see win in the league. I'll leave it there. Um, and uh, if you're the Ravens, you make this trade in the afternoon. You watch the game last night, and you're thinking. That's a good thing we made this trade. I mean, this is uh, we were talking about this off camera. This 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 makes sense. Uh, their defense hasn't been great. Um, you know, when you look at the the group of linebackers that he's adding to uh, south of of Patrick Queen, you've got Bynes, Klein, and Harrison. Um, and I just there's a, a little bit of a drop off there. I thought they had more at linebacker. When you really sit there and look at it, this makes a lot of sense. And when you watch. Nick Chubb last night, it makes even more sense. And when you think about their aspirations uh, as a team, it makes a lot of sense. So Roquan Smith projected to demand $17.6 million on the open market. Now, maybe if you're Roquan, knowing that you're joining a contender, you'll take a little haircut and it won't hurt so much. Or maybe you franchise him. You know, maybe it's one of these tag situations. But then you can't tag Lamar Jackson. So somebody gets the bag. And somebody gets the tag. You know what I'm saying? And um, and I'm looking at it, and I'm wondering who's who. Uh, but they're you know if if they want to keep uh, for what they gave up for him, I think they're probably going to try to sign him in the off season. Reed, what right. Bo? What do you guys think? Yeah. <clears throat> well, I, I mean, first of all, I actually don't think that Ravens. I thought the Re- Ravens defense played pretty well on Thursday night against the Bucks, and you know the score is 27 to 22. I don't know if that's necessarily indicative of like 22 points for the Bucks. They're dry as hell. They are really struggling on offense. I don't think – like, I thought the Ravens' defense looked a lot better than expected, especially without Calais Campbell, um, you know, up front. But maybe um, what you said is one of them gets the bag, one of them gets the tag. Maybe it's indicative that the Ravens are going to, you know, pay – fucking pay Lamar Jackson at some point right. during the season. But <clears throat> who knows? It's definitely going to be tough to lock to lock both those guys up. Um I don't know. What do you think, Cowboy? What is the tag number on a linebacker like that, Reed? Do you know? Um, it's um, it's 15. probably it's probably easier to stomach than the QB tag, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it definitely is. Uh, I think that's probably how it goes. I think they probably pay Lamar. You would hope. Um, and then that tag number is eighteen uh, seven for a linebacker. 
Um, and this is an off-the-ball linebacker. People don't think of this as a premium position, but the Ravens obviously do in their division. It is a little bit more of a premium position and, and based on the need. So uh, I'm hoping it works out for both parties because I, I'm, I'm really pulling for the Bears. Uh, I have a buddy there uh, who's in the front office, Ian Cunningham, who's going to be a GM one day. Um, he was in Philly. I played with him um, in, in at Virginia. He was a guard at Virginia, and, and he's a lot of the reason why I ended up in Philly. Honestly, it was calling Ian and then him hitting up Joe Douglas. And, uh, and, and then that's, that's how it happens. So I'm, I'm really rooting for Ian. I'm rooting for the Bears. I'm rooting for Justin Fields. Uh, but I also would love to see Lamar get the help he deserves. And a lot of people think, yeah, make a, th- let's throw another wide receiver at it. I think the biggest thing the Ravens can have happen in the second half of the season offensively is I think they can get guys back. I mean, that would be, I mean, Mark Andrews is dinged right now. That's an enormous um, hole in that offense if he's not out there. And then what's going on with Dobbins? Dobbins is out for a while, right? Dobbins is out. Bateman um, avoided serious injuries coming back soon. The other thing to keep in mind with uh, Roquan Smith is that the Ravens tried to go get uh, Bobby Wagner right. earlier this offseason. Right. Now they get Roquan Smith, who's second overall to him in total tackles since 2018. Roquan Smith can also be a kind of role model veteran presence that Patrick Queen can build off, whether that's for the rest of the season or Long seasons and beyond. No, but I, I like Roquan over Bobby Wagner, not because I think one's better than the other necessarily, but like take the age into account right? Um, and, and that sort of thing. And if you are p- planning on, on solving this problem for you know three to five years, uh, Roquan seems like a, a, a nice fit. So um, I, I don't see a clear loser in this trade. I'll put it that way. And I don't, I don't know what the reviews are. On this trade, if people think the the Ravens got hosed or 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 you know they they, they... no, it's pro Ravens. Okay, um, and it helps that Roquan Smith is a, is very um, dynamic in not only you know coverage yeah. and middle linebacking skills, but also pass rushing. Yep. he can rush the pass. He can add. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> similar to some of the other pass rushers they have, and they have a good pass rush group. Yep, no question. So. If you're here in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, and you haven't tried the WinBet app yet, I have great news for you. Sign up today to receive this special offer. New users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $25, get $50 in free bets. WinBet is basically giving you free money. Don't turn that down. Don't pass that up. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where win bet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. Last night sucked, man. Like, another, another, I mean, it was entertaining in some ways. Uh, because it was interesting. It was interesting to see the Bengals come back down to earth. I think people, I said this a week or two ago, you know, people are starting to say, oh, the Bengals are rounding into form, this, that, and the third. But um, a lot of what we base that upon uh, were, were a couple games where, you know, the Bengals got hot. They had favorable matchups. You look at Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta was, was down uh, some of their best guys in the back end, and they're one of the worst DVOA teams against the pass in the league. So, 
you know, this was a big test for Burrow. And I actually, because I didn't want to root for the Browns and I didn't want to bet bet the Browns, I didn't bet this game. And it felt really good. Yeah, I just sat there. I bet like over field goals for like a tiny amount. That didn't hit, but I didn't even care, dude. It felt really good. It was kind of liberating. So um, I I was able to sit there and just kind of watch the game. Uh, And I don't know, man. The the Bengals, we talked about this last night a bit, Bo. Mm -hmm. Their offensive line, you know, sometimes – I forget who said it, but don't don't mistake, you know, activity for progress. I mean, and that that definitely applies to their free agent acquisitions up front. And – we were talking about this. Um, sometimes when you have a problem and you want to solve it right now, uh, as they did coming off that Super Bowl season, it's not like you you, you wait a year and forego uh, getting Burrow what you think is help right now for better free agents in a year. A lot of the guys that they signed this year, you signed them at market value because you needed uh, help right now, and you, and, and you probably overpaid some of them. And maybe some of them weren't the ideal <clears throat> choices uh yeah. and you're seeing that now like he's under siege i mean he really still is under siege and you see what a big difference um not having jamar chase makes uh yeah. and on the other side of it having amari cooper for jacoby Brissett, who's not right. joe burrow you see what a big difference that makes but what do you think about up front Bo? yeah i mean we talked about this last night our little fun monday night football zoom call but um it's kind of like what you said. I think when you try to solve an immediate problem in free agency, a lot of times that can be a big hit. Like look at, you know, AJ Brown for the, for the Eagles. But I think O-line is kind of a position, especially if you have a complete overhaul like that, that can be very hard because you end up overpaying guys and expectations are a lot higher than, you know, what these individuals are going to end up producing. I think that really, really is the case at O-line too because it's such a thing where you need to have a complete unit. And when you look at some of the best O-lines in the NFL, uh, a lot of those guys have been together for a long time. You know, right. like, we make this – we kind of talk about the Eagles a lot, but they're a hot team in the NFL right now, and their O-line is playing really, really well. And those guys have been together for a long time. You know, they're not bringing in um, stopgap free agents on the O-line to – solve problems they've drafted o-line really well and i guess it's a it's easy to compare the bengals o-line to the browns o-line and i watched the browns o-line last night i thought they were really really good and that's a unit coached by bill callahan who's one of the best offensive line coaches in the history of the nfl um and that's a unit that's been together too like joel batonio feels like he's been there forever yes Uh, the center Posick, he he's he's a relatively new add to that group but um and I guess so is Conklin, but they've been together for a long time, you know, or I guess a couple of years, and they've played a lot of football together, whereas the, you know, the Bengals O-line is, feels somewhat pieced together in free agency. And, and we saw, you know, there, I don't think there's a better edge rush. I don't think there's a better pass rusher in the NFL um, than Miles Garrett. You see it. Yeah, if you <laughs> let him, are, if, if, if people let him work, yeah. And, you know, they don't try to, you know, uh, change the whole game plan, which yeah. since you, he didn't, I mean, since down he was early, trying to, yeah. you know, you have to throw the ball. A guy like Miles Garrett is going to absolutely feast. Um, so I think I think it's a combination of <clears throat> the O-line not playing well together. Um, you know, you're paying market value for a huge need, kind of a couple of huge needs on offensive line um, as the Bengals. And I think expectations are just – are high when you do that, but it's never going to, people are never going to satisfy those, 
you know, those. Well, who were the guys they brought in? And Karras is not a premium guy, right? No, he's kind um, of a tough guy. He's a grinder. I mean, I like him a lot as a player and a person. I yeah. think he works his ass off and gets the most out of his, you know, ability. And he's, you know, kind of a tough guy. But, like, I've played with Kappa in um, Tampa, and I really like him. But, like, you know, he's not, you know, he's not Wyatt Teller. Um, no. You know, for the Browns, who's actually injured right now. But I think you kind of get what I'm saying. Like, yeah, and, and the right tackle is a mauler, um, you know, that they brought in from Dallas. And yep. Jonah Williams, being a guy that, that's been there, um, you know, he, he got beat a few times last night. Yeah. He got beat by a guy yeah. named Isaiah Thomas. Yep. And by the way, there, there's, there's a Michael Jordan on uh, on the Panthers, and I'm wondering what we have to do to make that happen. I know the Panthers and the Browns already <laughs> played each other, but they should I, have beef with each other. That we should legitimately make it happen. We should we should make this happen. Isaiah <laughs> Thomas and Michael Jordan. Some beef for them. Yeah, I, I don't think that uh, Isaiah Thomas reduced over a, a guard that I'm not sure if he played or not in that game, or if he's played at all this year. Uh, but we got when you get Michael Jordan and Isaiah Thomas in the same field. But like um, Jonah Williams got beat a little bit last night. Um, he got know, beat Miles with Garrett. help too against yeah, Miles he got beat Garrett. With help. Yeah, like we we talked about that 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 sack on that spin move. That was like one of the most just pure. That was so graceful, man. Which is kind of bizarre to say when you're talking about a 270 pound. Uh, oh, he ain't 270, you know, bro. Dude, he, ain't, he is bro. He ain't he ain't he, he ain't fifteen twenty pounds heavier than me. Okay, that guy is like he. I, I have a hard time believing he's not two ninety. You know I mean, what I mean? They, I, they showed a picture of of the car crash that he was in, and he was just like, yeah, a little bit of a strained, uh, you know, bicep, strained shoulder. It's like this dude is fucking pure steel. Like he's yeah. getting rolled over in his car, bounced around, and just you know walks away from it. But Same to, thing to, with Cam Newton. Remember Cam Newton got in that car accident? Yeah. And then he like played like pretty soon after. Like yeah. this Cam Newton's made of concrete and Miles Garrett's made of steel. Well, people people are always like, Yeah, these football players they deal with these car like little micro car crashes every day. And you're like, I yeah. guess I guess he's ready for that, man. He's been preparing for that. Uh but just I mean, I want to talk about that one rush he had, that sack where you know, he's edge rushing on Jonah Williams and then the running back's coming to chip him, and I don't know like if he was expecting the chip or if he just, you know how you can kind of feel them mm-hmm. when they're coming and he mm-hmm. spun so perfectly right at quarterback depth. And it was like, it wasn't, it was like a counter spin, but like not really, you know, it was beautiful mm-hmm. to watch, man. That was such a, such a great rush. He and also had so the tip. He had the tip on that pick, yep. the first pick, which was really big. Cause since he didn't want to play this game from behind, like that was not how they wanted to play this game. And the Browns, they want to have a lead, right? If you look at what they can do when they have a lead, their pace of play goes down. They grind clock. I mean, you saw last night, they had no answer for Chubb. Um, You know, he's just too physical. Um, He's so physical inside the tackles, but he presses the edge so effectively. Like, that's a rare combination, a guy who can press the edge, who can kind of just scan A to C, and then pop a big run, whether it's the D-gap. He can, you know, like the, 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 you'll get a team block with with the tight end and the tackle, and then the tight end will just get enough on the on the uh, on the end that that now the end's reached and and Chubb's out yeah. the gate. So I mean, like um, he he's so physical. Having a lead is is exactly how they want to play. And now I'm looking at um, I'm looking at the the, the Bengals. They they lose Awuzie last night, probably to an ACL. Um, they readers out. Jamar Chase is out. Last night they were down Flowers and, and Apple. I think they had Hammies read, I, I believe. Um, but this is this is a team 
that you know some of these losses early in the year um, we can kind of write off like a team's working through it. You know they'll, they'll figure it out. This is not a loss that I feel like they'll they'll figure it out after. I, I don't feel like they can work through this. I, I'm a big Joe Burrow fan. Uh, you know I think they've got really good pieces there. I like some of the players, but we talked about this last year. Late they went on a run, right? They weren't that team in December and January all season long. So you had to watch out for a regression, and they have regressed. And now they're they're banged up. And on one hand, this is an argument for drafting Chase over a tackle because you see the difference in the way the offense operates without him. But on the other hand, uh, Joe Burrow on third down getting drilled, you know, last night. I mean, Joe Burrow not being able to to go through his reads and you know and hit a deep out because. Uh, he knows he, he can't wait a beat too long. Tataki's going to strip sack him or Garrett's going to bulldoze him. Right. Um, and they tried to go to some screen stuff too. And I mean, I think another, I think Miles Garrett had half a sack on a design screen. So it's like yep. you can't even win there either. Um, yep. Yep. The screen was terrible. I mean, like, yeah. uh, so the, I don't see them getting a lot better uh, consistently, and you know they have the Panthers, the Steelers, the Titans, the Browns, the Pats, the Bucks, the Bills, the Ravens, and the Chiefs left. You know, it it doesn't feel like it. Out of all these games, I, I wonder where they're going to be a favorite the most. I mean, like they're going to play the Panthers, they're going to play the Steelers, and they're going to play. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that they're really heavy favorites against anybody the rest of the year. 538 has them as a dog to even make the playoffs, only 47%. Yeah, so th- this is one of those things, and they're going to have another offseason where they got to make some hard decisions, and they got money into some of these veteran offensive linemen they brought in, yep. but you know, then they're going to have to make a decision on what they want to do going forward, and I'm not trying to put them in the offseason just yet, but the Browns, on the other hand, snapping a four-game yeah. skid, looking really good, giving the ball to Nick Chubb. Like, that's exactly what you want to be. And Jacoby Brissett, to be fair, looked really good last night. I mean, yeah, for, yeah. for who he is. I mean, he's not like a I'd world love, beater or anything. Right. I'd love to talk about that for a sec, Chris. I was really impressed with just how kind of calm, cool, and collected he was. I think I think they mentioned last night he's in, what, year seven? But he looked yeah. like, a, I mean, think about kind of a journeyman. A couple. There's a couple journeymen quarterbacks in you know Brissad and Geno Smith that have kind of really really kind of turned it on um this year that was really impressive I thought he did a really good job of just managing the game once they got up and one thing I really really want to talk about too that I mentioned earlier is just the Browns run game is so good and you talked about Chubb and like how physically is but he's also out there hurtling dudes like so effortlessly you know he's got the entire package he's got the entire package they do such a good job with that um that zone run scheme, and they, I mean, they have, they're probably Brown's best offensive lineman, Wyatt Teller, is injured, and they got our boy fucking Froholt in there at right guard. Um, but like, they were crushing those zone, zone runs. Their gap scheme runs didn't quite work as well, but like, they had some really good sprint draw stuff on like second and 10, and I thought they played a really solid game. I and mean, we talked about how boring it was, and you know, it was at times, but I thought the, the Browns were, I mean, I was like actually kind of impressed with them just from like a full team kind of standpoint like they they had some takeaways uh you talked about the tip and there was another kind of like pick fumble situation in there that we saw too um right but uh Deshaun Watson comes back where do you put them like their roster top to bottom you take the record out of it in December I I I don't I they're a top five to seven team 
Yeah, like when is they he, get is the he quarterback back, back too late. I mean, he's coming back week thirteen. He, it's he probably really is. I hope he is. Yeah, um, right, but exactly. at the same time, you know, looking at it objectively, just looking at the football players on the field, this yeah. is a scary outfit, dude. It really is. Yeah. And Amari Cooper was great last night. Beat double yeah. coverage. Yep. Beat man coverage. Yep. Had a great you know, catch um, on that on that one ball that was you know he was leaning out for it deep. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really like. I mean. I kind of liked how physical the Browns were too. Um, you know, we saw when they got down by the goal line um, where they brought in all the two extra offensive linemen and direct snapped it to Chubb, which is just, I mean, that's, I thought that was just a really understanding. It's a know, rare formation. As an offense. Right. And then the next play, I think there was an offsides or something like that. And then they mm-hmm. had that two point conversion. I was watching the Manning cast too for the first time which i'd like to talk about here in a second but oh yeah um, yeah 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 the yeah. manning cast this was a tailor-made manning cast night yeah you know like i just wasn't interested in the game and the game was the worst part about this game was uh it was a four score game because it was 25 to nothing i think it was yeah. And even when Joe was making a little comeback and uh, in the fourth quarter, you know, Eli and Peyton are talking to Peyton and Eli are talking about um, <laughs> are talking. Yeah, well, Eli's he, <laughs> hey, Eli's that player has made a big, a big jump year one to year two on the Manning cast. He's kind yeah. of the star now. Only one he, of them he, has ever been on the green light pod. So that that's true. Something. Eli and Peyton. Eli and Peyton are talking about, you know, like, do you think you got enough for a comeback here? But it was constantly a game that was four scores, like, because yeah. of that, that point differential. And then, interestingly, uh, if you were gambling, uh, the, the 45 is such a funny number, right? You're like, ah, oh, maybe I should, I should buy points up or down, depending on, you know, like, but it, it landed squarely on 45, 32 to 13. Like, you're not going to see that score again this year. And it lands squarely on 45. It's incredible some nights. Um, it's not always incredible, but it, last night it was right on the money. So the Manning cast was good, man, I, I, because we got to see our, our, our buddies. We got to see right. our buddy Jason Kelsey on there in the Q-Zip, which I did not expect. I didn't expect I to see Jason in the Q-Zip. That. Yeah. No, and that's the only reason I turned in. I mean, it was my first Manning cast, and I – um, who was the f- boomer as the first guest, right? And I, I was kind of like, I was trying to watch the game, you know? So a little bit, I was like, this is, Manicast is low-key distracting. Like, I felt like High it key, was just dude. me and you shooting the shit watching the game, which is kind of fun. But, like, Eli comes out with some weird mask on. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Like, I'm tuning in to watch You Kelsey. don't know what that mask is? No, I saw the, I saw it with, like, Chad Powers. But, like, commit yeah. to it, man. Like, put all that shit back on. That's this weird, gross <clears throat> mask but then when uh you know jason and travis went on first of all travis is <clears throat> just the coolest dude in the world right he's sitting yeah. there like he makes a quarter zip look cool right yeah which is kind of hard to do uh and then like Can jason you imagine me it. sitting at the link watching a game <laughs> in that fucking hat he was wearing like how I stupid i would look yeah. but he looked kind of cool he I looked mean, like, cool he just, man he pulls it off dude and then papa kelsey sitting next to him with an eagle's visor on just looking yeah. like a, you just like you look at papa kelsey you're like yeah that's jason in you know 30 years or whatever it's, <laughs> yeah you just can't help but see that yeah uh, but yeah. it was funny because i was talking with with jason a little bit he was so nervous like i was expecting him to come in and you know his typical like just maybe like wearing a wife beater or something you know and he's yeah, got he the sure. quarter zip on and he he looked very he did it very professionally and we talked about that just a little bit last night which was funny and i i texted kels this morning just 
shooting the shit with him a little bit, asking him. Well, about you just that. He, you you, you want to hear if if you're you want to hear if you did if you looked like an idiot. You, yeah. Like I just want somebody to text me when I went on there. I just like you're so nervous. Yeah, it's such a like the 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 delays tough. You know, right. it's tough not being in. The, and then there's a game going on. Do you do you do you, do you get off your point before the end of the play? Like, do you wrap it up before a big moment? You got to keep an eye on the on the action because you don't want to talk over something crazy. But right. you don't want to be like a three word guy and be awkward. Yeah. There's there's dead silences. I mean, it's a it's a tough. It's a tough yeah. ask, and and you would think it would be easier because it's Travis and Jason, um, so it takes a little pressure off you, and maybe it does. But there's four fucking boxes. Yeah. there's kind of a lot of a lot of voices in that, you know. And then that's what Jason said. He said just the delay makes it kind of hard because like there's the game going on in real time, you know, and then yeah. you have the audio delay, so you're kind of playing catch up. But I th- I kind of thought they crushed it, and I told you last night. I'd be the first one to shit on Kelsey if he said something stupid. Just it's <laughs> yeah. so fun to kind of just razz him a little bit. But well, I texted him. I texted him, and I was like, "You did great, man! Like, really, you did great!" Yeah. Like, because because I just wanted him to know that because obviously he was nervous, but he didn't come right. across nervous. I just know him, so right. I know he was a little bit nervous. So I texted him like, "You did great," and he's like, "Man, you sure? Like, fuck, blah 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 blah." And um and 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 you know, I was pretty stoned so i just thought maybe i was really happy to see jason on tv <laughs> and i texted you and i was like did i did i gas him up unnecessarily was he okay and you were like nah he was good so was i good. actually loved hearing the batman story because this whole batman craze in philly i had no idea you know these things that you're too busy to take the time to figure out what the right. fuck the origin story of this whole thing is and i'm just watching aj brown run around in batman gear i'm watching you know, Darius Slay run around in Batman gear. There's people wearing capes and shit. And I'm just like, yeah, that's funny. I have no idea why. Jason explained it last night. I love the Batman thing now. I had yeah. to have it explained to me like I was 60 years old. Um, and the fact that, that Jason threw on the Batman. So for people listening at home that are just like me and just didn't know what the fuck any of these guys were doing, like I guess Darius Slay has thought up a bunch of different kinds of Batmans in the Eagles locker room. You've got Fast Batman. You have... What a strong Batman! You, yeah, it's like skinny Batman is. Yeah, <clears throat> and then they wanted a fat. And... They wanted a fat Batman. So Kelsey, Kelsey was like, "Yeah, I'll be fat Batman." Uh, yeah, I and like to so, think that Kels just had the Batman mask like just in his pants, you know, during the game, yeah. just waiting to bust it out. So like, how Batman fun is that mask. too, though? Like when you're winning and you're good and you're confident, but you're also like having so much fun, and that's what the Eagles are doing right now. That just uh you know kind of reminds me of you know 2017 like remember how much fun we had just like playing loose and just like having that kind of confidence where you know you're gonna play really well and also like fuck it i'm gonna pack pack this batman mask on the sideline because i know we're gonna win this but he was still afraid of nick sirianni he said it which is so funny which which is so funny because he's our age basically right i know so he doesn't have an age thing he he's not he he wasn't like a he wasn't like a linebacker or a defensive lineman like there's no reason we should be afraid of Nick Sirianni, but right. he's intense and he's tall. Or and so again, <laughs> like this is when I met Nick Sirianni, I was like, he's a tall guy, man. I'm looking eye to eye. He's kind of got guy. like some moody little eyes where you know, you feel like there's <laughs> something you know there's some sort of body buried there. Like he's got some darkness in him that you just. You don't know, but I, I think it's so funny when Kelsey's like, yeah, I was a little scared of, of Nick Sirianni because, like, is there a more untouchable Philly athlete? You know, like, this is a guy that literally dressed up as a mummer and, like, said the F-bomb in front of millions of people at the parade and 
to hear and be nervous about something like that when they're you know blowing out the Steelers. Is I just think it said thing. a lot about uh, Nick Sirianni's uh his stage presence okay yeah. and ironically well, that's on. what people thought he didn't have last year i know he got up there he, he had some he weird nervous. interview and people yeah whatever one thing i thought was great too from travis is uh you know amari cooper threw that pick on that um the the browns early tried to design a cute little play where like um amari cooper got the ball and then you know threw it deep and he threw a pick and Travis was talking about how he did that one time against the Giants yeah. I went and looked that play up and it was like the most broken play of all time <laughs> like Travis had the ball for like five seconds and then just ripped it downfield like completely undesigned like who else in the world is going to have the confidence to do that he threw it probably like 50 yards too so if, if you guys want to go look that up it's great but you know Andy Reid draws up this trick play for Travis Kelsey to like you know, throw it's like a one look, uh, you know, trick play, and like Kelsey's or Travis is like, ah, oh, fuck this, and takes it and just rips it. It was a beautiful pass. Interception, like, interception, yeah. Okay, and like, I'm looking it up. I'm sure Travis was just completely unfazed. Probably goes to the bench, like, ah, oh, fuck it, I took a chance. You know, I just thought that was so funny. I think well, Travis is like the coolest dude in the world. We're about to talk about drip kings. Uh, Travis is a drip king, and when you're yeah. a drip king, and I'm watching, is this the Giants play? Yeah, yeah. he's just he's just running around back there. He just said, "Fuck it," and yeah. threw it into double coverage. <laughs> yeah. It was a great punt. But, I know, it was but really look at, a great punt. Look at the, was, how shocked the wide receiver is to see the ball coming in his way. Like, what the fuck was going on in this game? It was six to six against the Giants in the fourth quarter. It's this a great like punt by Travis. Fourteen or something. Yeah, seven. Yeah, whenever it was. Yeah, the graphics are pretty. <laughs> Pretty cheeks. Yeah. Um, okay, I mean, so I, but I'm not sure if I'm going to tune into the Manning cast again, Chris. Like that was, I don't know. Sometimes like you watch some. Of the, I like to watch the game. I lo- I love exactly. what they're doing. I just I like to watch the game because I'm working. I got to know what's going on. Was so. that the worst primetime game of the season? No, no, no. So I had a little list of the worst primetime games of the season working last night, and uh, there there's just so many of them. I feel like this year sucks, man. I, the elephant in the room is. Looking at this week, this weekend, again, two weekends in a row, you, you have one game between two teams with winning records. That's Sunday night. So you get right. to go the whole slate without seeing a game between two teams with winning records. Same thing this past weekend where you had the Giants and the Seahawks. Um, and again, like quarterbacks drive this league and the entertainment value of this league and if you look at like who the best teams on offense are this year and who the worst teams on offense this year are like total yardage and that sort of thing like some of the worst teams some of the smaller markets some of the quarterbacks we're not as interested in are leading the league in yardage and some of these metrics and some of the worst offensive teams are some of the best quarterbacks or the quarterbacks that you know whether it's We've had Hall of Famers struggle, like Russell Wilson yeah. struggling in Denver. You had Matt well, is, Ryan. Now is is the, Russell the Wilson a Hall of Famer? Is Matt Ryan a Hall so. of Famer? I well, mean, I kind of wonder if if the Denver chapter affects Russell's Hall of Fame. That's uh, that's very. I think that'd be an interesting conversation to have, Chris. Because actually, um, I mean, this is getting a little bit off topic here. But on Thursday, the the Bucks, you know, play the the Ravens on Thursday night football. So the Thursday night. Amazon crew is in town and I was hanging out with Fitz and Richard uh, Sherman and we were talking about this exact same thing about Russell because right. uh, Sher- Sherman was with Russ in, in Seattle and he had some very interesting things to say about that and he actually brought up the comparison of you know Russell Wilson in Denver like he thinks that that is really going to hurt him 
uh, right. which I'm very kind of interested to see how that unfolds because Russ is kind of locked into the you know the Denver Broncos. They have a, a little bit of a financial marriage here for the next couple seasons, and it's it's very interesting to see kind of how fast public opinion has turned on Russell, and he's obviously not playing very well, and he's you know a little bit tone deaf, I think, with some of the stuff that he's doing. And for you know, sure. Does that, does that hurt his, uh, you know, Hall of Fame status? You know, we'll see. Matt Ryan just got benched. That I that's was... not going to hurt Matt Ryan as much. I think Matt Ryan's less of a slam dunk. I do think you can make an argument for Matt Ryan, but uh, right. I think the indie thing. Everybody knows he's physically washed, right? Right. But 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 Russ is, you know, he, he's kind of he, he he's sp- spoken like he's in his prime, you know, and people who weren't weren't watching closely the last two years probably think he's still, you know, that magician that that you know had lob on the other side of him and and won a Super Bowl and that sort of thing. Like, he's not the same guy anymore, but the decline has not been as steep physically as the one for Matt Ryan. But you're right. There is going to be an evaluation process that includes how he played in Denver. And um, But look at this year. I mean, you've got Tampa struggling. You have Green Bay struggling. They're offenses, not the defenses. So right. what you came to the yard to watch is not happening. Uh, you have Russ. You have you have Matt Ryan. Um, some of the, the most prolific scoring teams in the league – um, are not teams we yeah, were we were extremely interested in to start we, the season. We talked about this a little bit last night too, Chris. But like, <clears throat> I remember in the off season be so, being so excited about you know the NFC West and watching some of these young quarterbacks develop, like Justin Herbert or you know Derek Carr's got uh, Devonte Adams and a new coaching staff. Like, how's that going to go in Vegas and things mm-hmm. like that? And it just feels so disappointing, and it's just it's some of these games just feel so dead offensively and you're like, what the fuck? Like, this is not the NFL that I've been, um, you know, so excited about in years past. So it is an interesting thing. And I don't, I don't know exactly what it is. I don't know if it's, I know what it is. It's the quarterback yeah, movement. This is an awkward right. era and it's a transition period for a lot of the greatest quarterbacks that we grew up watching. You had some of them retire over the last couple of years. You have some hanging around and then you have guys who are not performing as well as you might expect this year, and it's just been this perfect storm, and the league's like, yeah, well, you know, margin of victory is down. The games are closer than 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 they are on average, um, right? Wouldn't it read? But but they're but they're not, but they're not the scoring's down. So like people don't yeah. care that a, a game's twelve to seven. I mean, we've had or you know twelve ten or something. We've had some really awful ball games this year. I mean, whether it's and the Bears have been involved in a couple of them. Like remember. San Francisco and Chicago the first week. I mean, that was hideous. It was yeah. it was hideous. It was Chicago and the commies. It's 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 the Broncos and Indy. Like, it's the it's the yeah. I mean like there there's so the many Broncos ba- versus whoever they're playing. Pretty much. Pretty much. But at least yeah. there's a there's like not being able to look away from a car accident kind of thing going on with Russ where people want to tune in and see. <laughs> yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good point. You like know, it is it is a conversation point, you know, like no such thing as bad press and yep. oh, did you see what Russ did this week kind of deal? But I mean when you're talking about how it, obviously it's such a quarterback driven league and you're expecting, you know, such a big jump from some of these young quarterbacks, like, you know, I keep going back to, you know, Justin Herbert because I love him as a player and his arm talent and I think he's really tough. You know, you see him playing through these rib injuries and stuff like that. And it's, it just feels like, you know, when you look at, like, quarterbacks that have really, really, you know, it's interesting because you have quarterbacks like Justin Herbert 
and you know Russ and Derek Carr and stuff like that that are really good that are struggling and you feel like oh maybe they're not surrounded by the talent that you know some of these other quarterbacks are like you know Jalen Hurts has AJ Brown and he chucks it up to him in double coverage perfect right. ball and it's it's right. caught and um, but then you you know uh, Tyreek Hill left um, Mahomes in Kansas City and Mahomes is still balling you know yep. so it's just it's kind of kind of trying to diagnose it and figure out uh what exactly it is and it's a very interesting comparison to make you know josh allen's you know probably the best football player in the nfl right now and you know he's got digs um to help him so like do some of these quarterbacks need help do they just need defensive help like i I don't know know, man and if you look at the the, the top two the top two guys in passing yards right now in the nfl are joe burrow and tom brady and yeah. you would not think it, right? Um, I guess it makes sense because they've had some they've had some deficits, and they both had some big games. Like strangely, Tom going off against uh, you know Kansas City, or Joe going for a bunch against Atlanta, or or you know um, some of these other teams that he's actually been able to put together a three hundred plus yard day. Matt Ryan's in the top six with two thousand eight passing yards. Like it's just a weird fucking year. Jared Goff, Geno Smith, Kyler Murray. The only guys in the top 10 that are on winning teams uh, when it comes to passing yardage are Geno Smith, um, Justin Herbert technically, I guess, or are they 500, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Burrow, Brady, Matt Ryan, Kyler Murray, Jared Goff, Jacoby Brissett at 10. Yeah. So it's just a weird fucking year, man, and I don't know if it's going to get it. The best moments in a sports fan's life are in football season. I'm not talking about September. I'm not talking about the first week in October. I'm not even talking about the second week in October. I'm talking about when it gets colder, the temperature drops, the games get bigger, the hits get harder, and you can curl up and watch some meaningful football. I like to do it with a Miller Lite from the fridge and a cold frosty mug from the freezer. Frosty mug, meat, a cold, beautiful can of Miller Lite from my fridge. That's teamwork. We come together, we can make a great play out there. And the, and the best play to make on a Sunday is a nice cold Miller light and a frosty mug at home. That's my favorite thing. Maybe a fire in the fireplace. Yeah, now we're talking. But Miller Lite, it's an original and it's more than that. It's been a fan favorite since 1975. The best part, no matter how your team plays, Miller Lite is always a winner. The perfect beer for Sundays, I gave you the, the hot tip. Having that frosty mug is a lot like having home field advantage. I mean, like, it just makes everything better for your boy and your boy's friends who file in every Sunday to enjoy cold, ice-cold Miller Lite uh, at, at, at my house. I mean, we have a lot of people over, and I got to have the Miller Lite stocked up. A lot of light beer cuts back on the most crucial ingredient, flavor. Just 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12-ounce serving. Miller Lite, quick on its feet, heavy hitting on flavor. No wonder it's been MVP from day one. This football season, enjoy the sweet taste of victory with Miller Lite, the original light beer. Find it pretty much anywhere beer is sold. Go to MillerLite.com slash Greenlight for delivery options near you. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. This season's going to get really good when when we when we trim some of the fat. There's just a lot of fat. There's a lot of there's a lot of bad teams, there's a lot of good bad teams. Who are the contenders in your opinion right now? Like, you know, people that, besides team, the obvious, like tiers of contenders right now. 
Yeah, I mean, like you got the Bills and the Chiefs and the Eagles, right? Yep, they're they're in one class, right? In my opinion, they're in and one you class. Kind of have a bunch of rats in the bucket that are rats. You know, <laughs> I mean, there's some good teams <laughs> you here. You know, like you've got there are good teams that are just completely underperforming. Like when you look at the Bucks roster, I, I mean, I know, I, but they're not I, contenders to me. No, I know, but it's just it's bizarre to me when you look at the Bucks and you're like, how are they not? better offensively it's pretty Um, simple it's pretty fucking simple they're not that dynamic outside and they're hurt you know like you know mike evans ain't enough and chris godwin off an acl ain't enough and gage on in free agency ain't enough and you know like so i i don't and the inside of the offensive line is is banged up so i mean like we knew that but if you look at that second tier this is the interesting part like i do think the seahawks are in that second tier i think they're in the bottom of the second tier i think the top of that second tier goes you know whether it's the Vikings, whether it's the the yeah. Niners, the Niners, um, yep. the, the 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 Ravens, the the, uh, the 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 Dolphins are in that second tier, Cowboys right? Be the, in there. the Cowboys, Cowboys are probably yeah. in that the very top of that second tier, if not in the second, first tier. I break that second tier in half and would like. Teams Cowboys, that are playing Cowboys, well, Ravens, yeah. Vikings, Vikings, second yep. tier, maybe 49ers, second tier, yeah. and those other teams are like. Yeah, and teams. then there are these other teams that are like you know, kind of. You just don't really know how they're going to perform at the end of the year, you know? Yep, yep. And it's uh, these other teams that in this tier, like, are they good? Like, I don't know. Like, look at the, the AFC East outside of the Bills. I mean, I, I don't know, man. We don't, have, uh, we don't have a trade uh, yet, and I tweeted um, almost 45 minutes ago, so we'll check back in a little bit. Good there chance. was an attempted trade. The, um, the Rams offered two firsts. To the Panthers for Brian Burns. Stop it, Rams. You're not good. Like, you're not going to win a Super Bowl. Like, and you're, you're not going to win a Super Bowl this year. They don't have any firsts until 2024. So, presumably, it would have been a 2024, 2025, which how even how valuable is that to the Panthers who are trying to do it now? That's two or one draft from now. But yeah, I don't know, man. They offered two firsts and, and Carolina wouldn't give them up. Yeah, Carolina wouldn't give it up, which, you know. That's crazy. Isn't that, like, what, what does Brian Burns have on them? I mean, Brian Burns is a good player, right? Right. But two firsts? Two firsts. How many rushers are you saying no, like, no, like, how many rushers are off limits for two firsts in the NFL? Yeah, but two firsts two years from now, like, that's, in NFL times, that's a decade. Yeah, but for a guy that has not had double digits, bro. And the Rams yeah. project to be bad in a year or two. Like they're not on the upswing. No, so I I don't know, man. This is this is craziness. You want to talk drip king? It was a lot of Halloween costumes this week. Yeah, obviously yeah. it being uh, a pagan holiday and all that. Did you know Nate? Co- you know Doctor Fax's mom came in the studio, and she we I think Nate was a little embarrassed because he never shared this, but like uh, we were like Nate, what you used to be for Halloween or you know Mama Fax, what did he used to be for Halloween? He's like. I didn't let him dress up. He it's a pagan holiday. Wow, he probably so wasn't allowed to, a Halloween virgin. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to read uh, Harry Potter growing up either. Huh? Yeah, no, 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 probably not on the banned book book list at the Fax House. So, so this is the Drip King of the Week presented by Roback. Use code Green Light, please. Um, and uh, and Reed's gonna run us through a couple of these uh, costumes, and we'll and we'll see. Well, yeah, we had uh, Miles Garrett last night, right? What did he look like? What was, he was that? A swole Vecna, man, from Stranger Things. 
Oh, it's Stranger the Big things. Bad and Stranger Things, okay, and he no rolled into <laughs> he rolled into the into the game. I saw that. I was like, oh shit! Like Vecna got in the weight room, man. Looks like if Freddy Krueger got a hold of some Balco. Yeah, Vecna's kind of a telekinesis guy, but looks like more of a you know a brawler with the Miles Garrett edition. God damn! Look at how fucking big he is, bro. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Just his shoulders are so wide. Imagine running into Miles Garrett Vecna in a dark alleyway. Oh no, nah, not cool. Not cool. Not cool. Yeah, okay. He's in the running. And we uh, had uh how about Jerry Jones dressing up as a blind ref? That's oh. funny. You know, will he will he get any repercussions for this? Right. What do you think? Uh Define repercussions. I don't <laughs> yeah. think anybody's hurting Jerry Jones, but that's yeah. that's pretty good. I don't know if he's going to get a lot of calls. His repercussion uh, is going to be a right. passive-aggressive text from Roger Goodell. <laughs> I mean, if I was blind, I would I would be fucking the Cowboys would be on the shit list right now. Yeah, and we Not talked about fun. this a, a little earlier, but I thought a good drip king was uh, Jason Kelsey. With the Batman mask on, just the swag to have that on the sideline, you know. And then also Jason Kelsey pregame, if you know what I'm talking about, if you want to show that one. Oh, yeah, Lane Johnson was dressed as Jason Kelsey, which is – it's so funny that that outfit has gone so nationally viral. That is legitimately his only outfit. Like, legitimately, Jason Kelsey shows up to work in that outfit – Gets on the plane in that outfit. Sometimes he's got to throw on like a team polo because he's got to mix it up. He wears khakis with sandals all the time. I know I, I pointed that out one day. Kingston had khakis with yeah. sandals. I and feel vindicated that Kelsey does the same thing. Yeah, well, cool. I don't know if that's the, that's Here's the bar. A, one of the funniest things I've ever seen Kelsey wear is, I mean, we're all going to Vegas, so this was a little fresh on my mind. When I was maybe my second year in, it was OTAs and Connor, uh, Travis, and – Jason, they're all Cincinnati guys. Like there was some sort of wedding in Vegas, and I was in the in the cold tub after OTAs with Mark Sanchez. Mark's like, "Hey, you want to go to uh, Vegas?" And I was like, "Uh, it was like Thursday, you know." And back then, OTAs like you just go Monday to Thursday. Yeah. And I was like, "Uh," and he's like, "If I buy your flight, will you go?" Like we're leaving in an hour and a half, and I was like, "Fuck it, yeah." I sure. Mean, and Kelsey Kelsey comes rolling in the weight room. He's like, yeah, I'll come pick you up. Because we all lived in Packer Park right down there by Novacare. Yep. So I, I'm like figuring out what to pack. Like I got my bags. Kelsey picks me up. He is wearing the grays, you know, the gray sweatpants, shorts yeah. that they give mm-hmm. you at the facility. Yeah. With a fucking team issue shirt. And I'm like, yo, where are your bags, man? And he's like, oh, I, I didn't bring any. He had nothing. Yeah, nothing. dude, this guy's amazing. Literally he, he, Nothing. Like my kid has a bigger lunchbox, you it know, like blew the, the, my than mind. what he brings to a team trip, dude. Yeah, it's we insane. landed there. We went to the like little underground mall thing that they have in Vegas, and Kelsey just bought three outfits. It was like Allen Iverson. And he just left them in Vegas, and it, I was like, "This is the most stunning thing I've ever seen in my life." Every time I pack, I feel like uh, you know, like a beauty queen going to a pageant or something. When I think about J- Jason Kelsey. And how little he packs, and how much I'm overpacking. I feel like such a diva. I'm sitting there folding my clothes and cramming them in corners, and I'm thinking about him with that little fucking tiny gym bag, going to <laughs> so Seattle funny. for a two day trip. Like, where's yeah. your playbook? Where's your fucking iPad? Where's your underwear? Do you, do you pack underwear? Like nothing. I need so many things to leave the house. It's so funny. Um. Yeah, no, no, no. He, he He's definitely in the running for Drip King. The Lane Johnson outfit was great. We also had Donovan Peoples-Jones. He went as a Power Ranger yeah. last I night walking down the tunnel. That looked good. Joe Burrow 
was uh, Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. He just said boo on his shirt, which I appreciate. <laughs> nice That's costume. Funny. And then, Bo, tell us, did you uh, have a hand in um, Gronk's costume? Him I and his girlfriend that. dressed up. Yeah, that was a good uh, one, like Rob. 80s yeah, they, sportswear folks. No, they did the uh, Ken and Barbie um, yep. from the new Barbie movie coming <laughs> out. Uh, and they actually look really good, too. That's yeah. Good. Yeah. He, well, I mean, I when you're that. fucking famous and you have handlers, you can get a dope costume. I'm pretty sure, like, yeah. I'm pretty sure Camille's like, hey, make it happen. Make my, yeah. my, uh, my boo thing look like Ryan Gosling. I had a pretty solid uh, costume that I felt really good about this weekend. I, uh, I was a really good Kid Rock. I sent <laughs> you guys a photo. You're Kid Rock? Yeah, I'll hit the I'll hit the green light group chat with that. I think you'll. Uh, that was off the board. Like, what? I didn't no, even know drip king were of the week, Kid Rock. Drip king no of the week, politics. Bo Allen. Yeah, no politics. <laughs> oh, Kid Rock. Did your lady friend go as Marjorie that. Green Taylor? A little Pamela Anderson, Kid Rock. They were married for about. Uh, well, five months yeah, or something. I mean, you should have seen. I'm sure you did. The Machine Gun Kelly and uh, Megan Fox thing. I How happy that. are you for Machine Gun Kelly? I, I mean, the guy I honestly had a Megan Fox, it, but you don't give a damn? No, I don't get it. Oh, you don't get what? I don't. Like, Machine Gun Kelly, what's the appeal? Oh, they're going to say you don't get Megan Fox. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, <laughs> I get that. But, like, <laughs> Machine anything. Gun Kelly, he's got some. I don't know, man. What's. What's going on there? Uh, probably a big dick. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was doing lines off of uh, Megan Fox. Yeah, I respect the not give a fuck factor for that. Posting just doing some blow off your girls. I don't know you if know. it was blow. Yeah, well, I like to think it was. Some of the people with no septums were weighing in, and they were saying it looked like heroin or, or um, Adderall or something, which, uh, which Tommy Lee <laughs> Tommy Lee wasn't <laughs> yeah, doing Adderall off Pam talk about Talk about getting in character. Yeah. You know, those cokeheads, they probably get a lot of um, post-nasal kind of stuff, huh? Think about it. I mean, like, I'm sitting here washing my hands, doing the ABCs. I'm, I'm blowing my nose. I'm making sure, like, I don't touch my nose with my hands. Like, cokeheads, the whole pandemic, probably just doing lines through dollar bills, right? The dirtiest things on the planet are dollar yeah. bills. They can't even get, like... A cleaner thing to blow coke through and i've never done that but i can imagine that people with uh with 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 that habit end up with a lot of like little you know upper respiratory symptoms yeah not that anybody in here knows i've but heard that some people have to get like nasal surgery and stuff like that check this out up <laughs> on the screen oh bo is um as kid rock my name is kid baby <laughs> I think you gotta hold the kid longer. It was um, so funny, dude. I was singing Kid Rock songs all night, and then I realized I'm I only like six of them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I was I had a little pregame at my house, and kid, just Kid Rock on repeat. Kid Rock stuck in my head all weekend. Stuff. What were your favorite three? Oh, I actually really like Picture. Probably Picture, Cowboy, and Bow with the Bow, wa Bang the Bang. Do you like the the Cheryl Crow song? I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was sing- I was singing that at the party. It was a good time, man. Okay, you should wear that outfit outside and intimidate those construction folks off. Uh, no, should. they're gonna ask him for autographs. <laughs> That's Kid See, Rock, Kid, man. Kid Rock isn't really a costume; it's more of a lifestyle. You know, is there any? Uh, were there any any other costumes that 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 went viral this weekend? 
Those are our That's nominees. Nominees. Right there. And so we know Bo's nominating himself. <laughs> yeah. Shameless I'm nomination. I'm, I'm, giving the, I'm giving the Drip King to... Um, I'm giving it to Donovan Peoples-Jones, man. Because think about the audacity of coming... I, I know it's Halloween, but like he didn't just dress up as a Power Ranger. That took effort. And yeah. then, like, he stopped in the tunnel and, like, did a whole thing. and Had a little entrance. And then he went out yeah. immediately, like, hurled, hurdled a guy in the first yeah. quarter. So, yeah, backing it up. I like the I like the I having the Black Power Ranger. That, that's um, Did the Black Power Ranger have a different uh, skill set than the other ones? I don't know. I'm, I'm not, not well-versed in Power Ranger. Yeah, it's before your time. Lord. I'm more of a pink Power Ranger kind of guy. I had a big crush on her growing up, Chris. What did she look like? How the fuck do you know? <laughs> Ooh, look it up. She's a cutie pie. Th they took the masks off? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, Bo, I know you got a good class here. Well, I got I got a little bit of time. I actually got to present my HR, <clears throat> my HR uh, effective staffing class today. I'm really nervous. You know? The Pink Power Ranger. Yeah, she was cute. Amy Jo Johnson. She was really cute. Amy Jo. Yeah. Um, but I'm giving my uh, drip king of the week to Miles Garrett. Seeing him roll, that was legitimately scary. Seeing him roll in there as Vecna and then, to, you know, play the game that he played and, uh, you know, ball out on Monday Night Football on Halloween. That's that's pretty cool. And it was fun, too, to see just watching that game. To They'd pan to the audience and see everyone dressed up. And I thought that was kind of fun. You know? Hey, Bo, you'll be happy to hear that the, the pink Power Ranger hasn't really aged much. Oh, I know, Chris. Okay. I know. That's maybe fucking... she can come. Maybe she can come to Vegas with me. No, she's not coming to Vegas. Oh, we need to read those real quick, don't we? <laughs> so, yeah. so Bo, I gotta... if if you remember, we um, we we solicited um, you know, because Bo's going to be a fifth wheel in Vegas, like his own doing, but he's going to be a fifth wheel in Vegas. We're going on a couple's trip. Me, uh, my lovely wife, Sam Bradford, his lovely wife. As we often do, and Bo wanted to go too, uh, and we'll be there for a little work, little play. We we solicited the listeners for DMs, uh, kind of pitching why you would be a good date for Bo in Vegas. Yeah, I got a surprising amount of DMs. I was kind of pleased with that. So, well, here's Cole's okay DM. Hey, so my guy Bo, fuck going with a chick. You need a boy who's willing to party his ass off with you. Live and dive together in Vegas. You take shots, I take shots. You snort coke off a hooker's ass, I snort coke off a hooker's ass. You get in a fight with the tattooed midget gang, well, fuck, so do I. We ride the mists of Avalon together, and we and as we rise from the ashes, we will blathe, blathe, bathe in glory as we dance upon the two couples who once might have called us fifth wheels, we are kings. Let's do this, Bo. Be my Mel Gibson. Be my Gerard Butler. In 300, be my Russell Crowe. <laughs> Very what convincing. First, what was your reaction? Immediate reaction. Did you give a like? Did you respond? I didn't, but I might now. I was kind of flattered, honestly. I liked that. I thought my guy was a pretty good writer. Um, shout out to Cole. Cole Erickson. He might be, you know top of the leaderboard right now my, my man <laughs> no we're not we're not cole's not coming i'm sorry cole i just want to edit that clip so we just have reed saying i blow coke off a of hooker's ass <laughs> <laughs> yeah we should just use that as a sounder yeah when reed's dragging ass in the morning i, I, I mean i want to read we could you could be my cole erickson man come on i could let's party 
Yeah, let's go, baby. Me and Reed. Okay, Bo. I think it's time for you to go to class. What class is it? HR effective staffing. <laughs> gotta, gotta what are you gonna do, do with that? I gotta do. Oh well, I'm the HR manager at the uh, Greenlight Podcast, Chris. Didn't you hear? That's true. That's true. You got any complaints or workplace, uh, you know, grudges or anything that we need to <laughs> no, discuss? No, not at all. Just, Step right into my office, brother. I'm happy Not to hear and come he to was... a conflict-free resolution because my time in the NFL has really prepared me to be an effective HR manager. You would be a great HR guy. Um, oh, you know what we should do next pod? We should, we should, we should, we should pitch you a couple HR complaints to see how you would respond. Ooh, Let's I see like if you're that. really any good at this. Okay, I like that. But first, you got to pass your exam. Um, I also one other. Um, Miller Lite mentioned that I'd like to give out uh, Man Dog of the Week. Do we, we got time for that? Yeah, oh yeah, we got time. Um, let me pull that up here real quick. I want to. I didn't memorize these stats. Um, my boy Justin Matabuke, who's kind of at 92, he's defensive end for the um, Baltimore Ravens. We talked about the Ravens a little bit earlier in their defense, getting Roquan Smith and hopefully getting a little bit healthy here down the stretch. But I thought he played a really, really good game on um, Thursday night against the Bucks. He had three total tackles. He had a sack, TFL, um, two quarterback hits, but also just played really, really hard and was really good. And I think he's having a really, really good season. I think he's in his second, maybe third year. Um, yeah. But um, he's been a player I've been watching ever since he had a really good game earlier this season against the Jets, and he's been fun to watch. So, Shout out to him, Man Dog of the Week. Um, you know, Man Dog Matabuke. Man Dog Matabuke. I've been giving that out to defensive linemen that have been playing really well. So uh, happy to see him ball and looking forward to continue to watch watching him play down the stretch. Franklin Myers could be a Man Dog of the Week if not for the fact that he, uh, he, he effectively erased the only huge Mac Jones mistake uh, Sunday. Yep. Um, okay. Really well, Bo, uh, good luck today and uh and we'll catch you next week thanks a lot christopher happy um happy tuesday brother hope we cheered you up a little bit yeah definitely i'm gonna go do a pod with kyle now if you live in the charlottesville area and you listen to Greenlight, i appreciate you uh i will i will appreciate you even more if you roll up to our hometown tailgate for the chris long foundation this is november 5th uh, we like doing black tie events. We like doing fancy stuff and raising a bunch of money, but you can raise money, uh, in a t-shirt or a button down, a pair of jeans. That's why I like tailgate events. That's why we're throwing this tailgate. We just do, we just did one in Philly. It was awesome. The guys went up there. Uh, we did our legends tailgate up there, raised a bunch of money. People came out and supported the foundation. I know Charlottesville will get behind the foundation. Nine thirty, November 5th. Tickets are a hundred dollars. They include a game ticket. You can expect good Mexican food. That's Guadalajara. If you're local, you know what that is. Um, you can expect a ticket to the UVA-UNC game, the oldest rivalry in the South. Um, you can expect some UVA alums walking around that thing. So you might see some football players you recognize. Uh, I'll be there. My family will be there. I'm excited um, for this tailgate because I love black tie events and that sort of thing, but you know I don't like dressing up. These tailgates are awesome. We did one in Philly. It was great. It's going to be even better in Charlottesville. I know it. So check out uh, Chris Long Foundation website, Waterboys uh, website to learn more information. Also Eventbrite and Facebook. It's $100 for a ticket, and that goes towards a spot at the tailgate and a game ticket. 
uh, and it is in the the lot next to the ROTC building. So 9.30 a.m., November 5th, all proceeds benefiting our educational equity work, our clean water work. Um, and if you do have a ticket and you want to show up anyways, ticket's 75 bucks. And uh, 9.30, November 5th, you see some great people for a great cause. 